0: and go to Ephesians chapter three. Does anybody have any earthly idea what we've been preaching on on Wednesday nights? Prayer. Thank you. You all are paying attention. We're preaching on prayer. How many of you think that maybe it's good to get your prayers answered? Amen. Yeah. I like getting my prayers answered. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if we didn't get our prayers answered, Christianity, we wouldn't be worth the drive here. Would, if there was no miracles in Christianity, Christianity is a philosophy. That's all that it is. Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to start with verse 14, and we're going to read, and we're going to have a good time. The Apostle Paul, and we know this, the Apostle Paul, let me pray. Father God, right now, I'm going to open up this Bible, and we're going to get in this word. And I know there's things you want to say tonight, even stuff I haven't studied, so we just give it to you and let you Let you rule and reign in this service. Open up our ears and eyes and hearts to what you said to us in the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. When Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, he's writing to Christians who are already born again. The Bible is made up of of Old Testament. The law came through Moses. So we have the law, and, and really all the law was designed to do was to show you the standard of God. It was not designed for you to keep it in the sense that you're gonna try to be saved. Now, I read an article last week about why the Jews do not believe in Jesus. It was really interesting. Number one, to them, there is one God and Jesus is not God. That's one of their arguments. And the other one is that the old covenant would never be broken. Well, um, it was not broken, it was fulfilled. Yes. In the other words, to them, the covenant would go on forever, and it will. But Jesus didn't break the covenant, start a new covenant. We say a new, old covenant, new covenant. He did, but he fulfilled the old covenant. Yes. And so because of that, we see that when Jesus came to the earth, which would be Christmas, Great time of the year, right? And he walked the earth. Um, a lot of people had no idea because of the things he said. They, they got the concept that he's Messiah, but he said things that were astounding. When, I don't know whether you've ever read the Sermon on the Mount with, and, and, and taken yourself out of being a Christian and read it as though you were sitting there Jewish. And he makes a statement like, you heard Moses say, but I say. Mm -hmm. You're either God or you're crazy. And that's what got Jesus in trouble, was trumping everyone, including Moses. And when he did that, that caused the religious leaders to freak out. Like, who do you make yourself to be? So Jesus would say things like, well, why are you about to stone me? Because I raised someone from the dead? Oh, no. It's not because you raised someone from the dead. It's because of what you said. Well, if what I said was wrong, then how come that dead guy just came back? And, then, and Jesus is, this. when you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you've got to get this, you've got to get this picture that he stepped into a, a world of law. They didn't have grace. They didn't know anything about grace. It wasn't until the New Testament. So Jesus comes along, and then he says right before he dies in the book of John, I'm leaving. And I'm going to come back, and I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. No, he, did, he didn't go to make heaven for you. He came and made a place for you in God. And he said, I'll return. That was written being raised from the dead. And then he says this. He says, I have a lot of things I want to say to you, but you can't bear them. What does that mean? You couldn't understand anything I'm saying because you're not born again. Now, the world has got the idea, even the church world, that a Christian is a, is a, is a sinner who got their sins forgiven. That's totally, totally not right. A Christian is a man who was dead in sin and then he was made one with Jesus and your spirit and his spirit are now one person. Now, whether you understand that or not, that is slap radical. That he made of men one man. He, he, Jesus calls the Christians his body and that's radical. What, and so for the fact that God would come to live inside you, Mm -hmm. that's crazy stuff. But now we've come to think of it as being quite normal because we're in it. Our, our life is supernatural But yet, to you and I, our supernatural life is just kind of normal. And we don't realize how super we are. So Jesus says, I've got a lot of things I want to say to you, but you can't hear it. So I think that God used Paul to finish Jesus' message because Paul is writing to the church. And I don't think until a man was born again. Now, you remember Jesus when he's walking the earth and he kept saying, I'm going to go to the cross. And, and it says that all the way up until to the cross, they never even understood what he was saying. And they're like, it, you know, even then they left and got on the road to Emmaus. And Peter says, I'm going back to fishing, which means my business. I'm going back to my business. This guy we thought was, was the Messiah gets himself killed and apparently he wasn't. And they still don't get it. And then he appears to them and goes, hi guys. And they're like, whoa, where'd you come from? Well, I told you he's was going to rise from the dead. So, so the church is kicked off. But what happened to people was that Jesus breathed into man. And, and we kind of have this idea that I'm Daryl and God lives in me. And he's kind of like a peanut in me or something down in here. And the Holy Ghost is like this little, little uh, fuzzy ball in me, and speaking in tongues, and all this. And our concept is like itty bitty teeny weeny, not very much. And all of that's not true. So, in the book of Ephesians, Paul. Is, he said a prayer, and we went over that prayer, and then he's going to pray another prayer because it's something he wants you to know. And we're going to start here and read it in in, in verse uh, Ephesians 3. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's radical because up until then, there was no family. There... There were servants, not sons, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Now, God's rich. God's filthy rich. God doesn't lack anything. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure the church really understands the wealth of God. I was reading a book one day about a kid that went to heaven and every and, and, the, and, and all the other kids were saying, you've got to come here. I want to show you something else. You've got to come here and I'm going to show you something else. And then another guy went to heaven and the Lord said to him, I'm going to show you something new every day forever. Wow. That, our brain goes, tilt. You can't show me. Something after a while, there's got to be an end of new, and there is not. And, our, and we're going riches and glory, and we, we, we can't conceive the wealth of God, Amen. of how much He has to give us. And I'm going to show you that in a minute because I'm going to try to blow your, I'm going to try to expand, I'm going to blow your mind, I'm going to try to expand your brain tonight to give you some kind of a concept of what it is that God wants you to see when you're praying this prayer. Now, I want you to think about what happened when Jesus was down in hell. We know that him who knew no sin became sin. We know that he took the sin of the world And, and sometimes you might want to, Take that in your thought life and think about what it's like to have every murder, lie, adultery, everything that's ever been committed in 6,000 years by every human being to be laid on one man. And what that was like. Your brain cannot handle the hell Jesus went through. But to get down into the region of the damned, and it killed him, it didn't kill him physically, it killed him spiritually. So he separated from God like a sinner. And he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But the fact that the day that, that uh, heaven was satisfied, that sin was paid, and, and the God the Holy Ghost came down into hell, and Jesus was born again, what do you think that looked like? Wow. Now, I'm going to tell you the story Of the day that the United States of America tested the first A-bomb. Have y'all ever read the story? You should. I want to go back and watch the documentaries. Because they said that when they blew it, they had people sitting in a booth 20 miles away. And they told them, don't look at it when it goes off. They thought, they said, we thought it would be like... uh, 10,000 tons of TNT. It turned out to be almost 20,000 tons of TNT. And when it went off, it was 10 times brighter than the sun. And the shock of it People who had closed their eyes said it almost blinded them through their own eyelids just being there. And then the noise was horrendous. And then all the aftershock 20 miles away knocked them down. And that was nothing compared to what happened in hell when Jesus came out of hell and was born again. And you imagine the explosion down there when the Holy Ghost came down and Jesus was born again and hell was defeated. You think Satan remembers that? You better believe he does. Because all of hell shook. You know, we read our Bibles and we don't really, we need to start reading them with a little bit more of an imagination. The day that Jesus died on the cross, the whole earth went black. I don't mean Israel, the whole earth went black. I mean the Aztec Indians, the, the Apaches, the Eskimo, everybody went in. Everybody in the whole earth went and the whole earth shook. You felt the tremors everywhere. We have no concept of that much Power, because it took more power to raise Jesus from the dead than it did to make the earth. Mm -hmm. So, when you're reading this, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, we're kind of reading riches of his glory. Mm -hmm. And you don't really realize what you just said. We're talking about the sun is dim compared to God. The rich, I mean, we're talking about it so rich, your mind can't fathom it. There was another story I read one time, and, and it was a guy that went to heaven. And I love all these stories. I read these stories about people who went to heaven. And there's a room there where there's a library, and it's, it's a library of God. And, and I think it was Jesse or someone went there and they went in the room and they looked at the guy and they said, what is this? When the room was like a warehouse, it's massive, massive place with books all on the shelves and just books and books and books and books. And he said, how long have you been here? He says, he said, oh, he said, what are you doing here? He says, he said, I'm in here studying God. He said, really? How many books have you read? He said, I'm still on the first one. He said, oh, how long have you been here? He said, 1,000 years. He said, how many pages? He said, I'm still on the first page. <laughs> how long do you think it's going to take him to get through that warehouse? And the church thinks they know everything. We don't know squat. I've often, uh, one of my favorite places to go is SeaWorld. I think God is eight years old. Because nobody would make a fish with tentacles and the eyeballs are floating out there but an eight year old. If y'all have children, you know what I'm talking about. The stuff kids draw, you're thinking, that's so God. Yeah. Because you know He drew all those insects before He ever made the earth. He's down there going, a bat. No, I'm not even going to give him eyes. He's going to have sonar. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, we'll put that in a fish too. Oh, fish. Oh, Let's have some fish that stay down 60,000 feet and have never seen daylight. But they glow. That's cool. How what do you think going on in this guy that for thousands of years has got this place and he's creating all of these animals? Or do you all think he just said bird and went? I wonder what that looks like. No, no, No. he had. And I and are y'all getting this? I'm trying to. I'm trying to stretch your brain a little tiny bit because I'm. This is the guy that's inside you. What is the capacity of a Christian? What's possible? What does that mean? anything. Oh, and I'm going to tell you all a crazy story. Absolutely insane. When I was a kid, we had people who were really weird. I read comic books about people who had boxes they talked in. They weren't connected to nothing. Is that crazy? Oh, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, then I had other comic books where people went into outer space and walked around on the moon. Oh, we're, we're doing that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is one we've never done. Mm-hmm. Get, smart. get Smart. I was wondering who was going to get it. We never did get it one in the shoe, so someone missed it there. But do y'all remember what used to be fantasy yeah, yeah. is now normal Who would have ever thought of getting in your car and saying, call Lisa. Now here's one that gets me and y'all don't tell me, you know how it works because I don't believe you, but I'm still amazed at Google to, to pick it up and say, what's the nearest restaurant and what's the hours? Who owns it and where do they live? And it'll tell you in, in, a, in a few seconds. You're like, this is insane. Where can I get a battery for Lisa's car? Well, there's Pet Boys. It's 7.2 miles away and this is the closest route. Who in the world ever thought that we'd be doing this? Where did that start in our imagination? How is it? We're the only, well, we're people, and, and we were told we were animals. Why is, how is it we do this? All right. What else is possible? Yeah, everything. Everything. Do you know that Jesus flies now? Did you know he time travels? Someday he won't be the, do y'all even, I mean, when y'all watching these crazy movies, are you sitting back going, we're going to do that. That's kind of crazy, but it, all right. Now let's, let's read this again because I'm just That he would Now I'm going to ask the father who's, uh, From whom the whole family is named That he would grant you right now According to the riches of his glory That's massive guys Now I'm going to read to you what glory is I'm going to read to you the definition If this is not exciting to you, um, I'm sure there will be two or three people in here that will enjoy this. I've got to find where I wrote that glory. The glory of God is one of the most outstanding characteristics about God. It is literally his manifested presence. Even though God is everywhere, his presence is not manifest everywhere. At this time, we must lift our voice and contend for the glory of God to be manifest in our generation. As we lift our voice and speak of his glory, there will be a radical change of scenery in our life. When we read that, I'm not sure that we're ever sitting back and thinking. All right, now let's stop for a minute and go a little deeper. We talk about health. We talk about healing. We talk about people being healed. We talk about all kinds of stuff. But yet there have been people who've walked the earth. John G. Lake, Smith Wigglesworth. And we kind of put them in a category by themselves, but they're not. They're just men. And here's the difference in them and the rest of us. They got so close to God that by walking by sick people, they got healed. Right. Yeah. Now, it wasn't that they had a special gift. They just got Fuller of God. And I'm going to show you in a minute. Why we don't see that. No condemnation. But the sky is the limit. Smith Wigglesworth before he died. Told Lester Summerall. He says I see. A movement coming to America. Where people denominational people will get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. He said, I see another movement where masses of people will be in, 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 in buildings, you know, five, ten thousand, 10,000, and people will, be, will go there to, to be taught the Bible. You understand, I'm talking about a time when a church was 100 people. For him to see a Joyce Myers crusade and to talk about it. He said, I see a time in America where the whole church will be so full of the glory of God that when the people leave and walk out into the streets, people will fall out in the power. And we're talking about the whole church before Jesus. What's going to happen to the church in America that that's going to happen? Something's going to happen in us so that we get so full of God. We're not talking about one man Jesus or one man Paul or one man... Smith. We're talking about everybody in the building will will come into church and the glory will fall and they'll get so full of the glory of God and the glory of God is everything that God is. We're talking about everything that God is. So full so full of God that not only everybody's healed but I mean you know and he said now he says this That there's going to be normal, common man will walk in and empty hospitals. It will not be because you're praying for people. It'll be because you just walk in it. Now that's, now you might think, that's kind of crazy. But why do we think that's crazy? Under the Old Testament, a prophet, I mean, someone threw a dead man in on his bones. He was dead, and he came back to life. That's Old Testament. That's the glory on a man. The church are people who have God in them, God in us. All right, I'm going to show you in a minute what this prayer is for. It's fixing to get wilder. Y'all ready for wild? All right. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. What, what do you mean, might? That's the word mighty power. That's the same word for Jesus being brought out of hell. The, be strengthened in your spirit with the same power that brought Jesus out of hell. Is that even remotely possible? Absolutely. All right. I heard a story. I actually read it in Mark's, Mark's book here. Um, but I heard him tell it once about a redneck who went into the hardware store and he had heard about a chainsaw. This man had been using an old buck saw as a, and, and cutting down trees for years. And he heard about a gadget called a chainsaw and he bought one and he came back a week later and he threw it on the counter and he said, this thing is a piece of junk. He said, it's heavy and and it doesn't cut trees half as good as my old buck saw. And the man said, "Really?" He said, "Absolutely." He says, "I want my money back." And he says, "Well, let me check it out." And he reached over there and he primed it and he pulled the cord and he cranked it. And the and the redneck jumped back and went, "What's that?" He said, "That's the power in this saw." He said, "I didn't know it would do that." What's the difference in a buck saw and a chainsaw? Power. Old Testament buck saw. New Testament power. See, I'm going to tell you, if you've never cleared land with a, now I've done both. I've done the machete, I've done the saw, and I've had a chainsaw. And let me tell you something, is a whole lot better because all of a sudden I've got some power on this chain. The difference between an Old Testament believer and you is that finally God has got people on the earth that have power inside of them which he has never had before. You're a chainsaw and Elijah was a bucksaw. Let's go a little deeper. How many of you've ever walked anywhere you when you were kids? Zach has, I know Zach, all the men. I got to tell you a stupid story on me. I left the house one day and I drove away. I lived in Athens, Georgia. and I had old Supersport 396 and I ran out of gas. I was mad. I I was a good five miles from home. I got, I hoofed it back to the house. Thumbing a ride, nobody picked me up. Got back to the house. The guy I lived with, his name was Brent, and I said, "Brent, where's where's the gas can?" He goes, "It's in the trunk of your car." (laughs) If you've never walked anywhere, you don't you do not understand nor appreciate a car, unless you have actually hoofed it. And I have had times when I had to walk everywhere, and once you get a car. You're, you're, you're ruined. You don't, that bicycle is going up except for the days you want to ride around the lake and exercise, but it's not your, once you get that power, you are never going back to walking. So I'm going to use, I'm going to use an illustration here. Just kind of stupid. It's kind of crazy, but let's just pretend for a minute that we see Paul and Paul is out there in the parking lot. And, uh, and I said, Paul, how's your day going? He says, it hadn't been very good pastor. He said, I've been trying to live for God, and, and, I'm, and, and, I'm, and I'm telling you, it's harder to live for God now than it was when I was a sinner. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I got this car, and I'm going to tell you this, I don't know, I'm just not even going to, I'm just going to, I don't even want this car. I said, well, Paul, why, why don't you want this car? It's heavy. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul, are you, are you pushing? <laughs> yes. When life is hard, yes, that's you're religious. Yes, amen. That's right. amen. God did not give us a book here to make our life harder. Right, right, right. Amen. He, he put his engine in you. Yes, now, I don't, know, I don't know whether you know it or not, but once you get a vehicle... Going to the store, it's no big deal. You just get in and drive down. Not only that, but you can roll up the windows. If it's raining, you don't get wet. If it's cold, you, don't, you stay warm. And if it's hot, you get cool. Does everybody agree with that? So why in the world would anybody want to not own a car? I just want to take anybody in here? But they're expensive. Or are they? Zach's right. No, they're not. But see, how many people look at me and go, Pastor, I just don't know if I want to consecrate or not. That's expensive. No, it's not. No, it's not. Walking's expensive. Not having a car is expensive. Not having, not being full of power is expensive. And then you're limited to a papka. You can't go anywhere. But we've got churches in America that do not even believe in being filled with the Holy Ghost because that's something for the apostles. No, darling, it's for everybody. That's what Paul is trying to get you to understand that he wants you to be full of the glory of God. Now we haven't even talked about airplanes but it's still power. Yes. Now there's different trucks. There's there's doodlebug, doodlebugs. There's doodlebug buses. There's Fiat's. Then there's Toyotas and then there's Ford Raptors and then there's dump trucks, then there's semis. Listen, the, God's not see people are different. But whatever God's called you to do, he's got the power you need to do it. There's no limit to to what, do y'all understand that? God's not asking you to take a doodlebug and haul stuff to the east coast, to the west coast with it. So he's saying here that in life... You need to start praying that God would give you whatever it is you need. And it's according to his riches, which means he's got a motor for everything you might need to do. He's got the power. He, he, can, he can get you at 20,000 feet and, and, and 7,000 miles an hour if he wants to. That's called a jet. Do y'all see this? Spiritually, the the world is is smarter than we are. We're still sitting in churches in the Stone Age. Everybody, can I give y'all, can I impregnate you with vision? You ought to get so full of the glory of God. That sickness couldn't get near you than a fly landing on a on a black iron skillet that's been sitting on high. But no, but see, you've never been told you can have that. We're enamored, like, oh, if you've been out to so and so's meeting, I've heard he's anointed. What I want to know is why everybody isn't. Now, I've walked in some of that, but I'm not, I'm not condemning you because, because I'm not happy where I am. But that's why I like this prayer, because I'm finding out, wait a minute, there's a lot more to God than I've ever experienced this side of heaven, and I want that. I, I prayed for my sister who died and went to hell and came back. I prayed for a man in India that died and he came back to life. That's only two. I want to know why Smith had 38 and I've only had two. I think it's because I've never really sat back and thought, Father, strengthen me with your mighty power and might in the man. I think I need a new motor. I don't like this doodlebug, doodlebug motor I got. It's only a doodlebug, doodlebug. I'm looking for a raptor right now. I want to smoke tires. I want to go somewhere. I want to haul a load. So he's saying for you to start praying that you, oh, we haven't even got over there yet. We haven't even got. Can we jump ahead? Can, let's jump ahead in this prayer. And let's look down at the bottom. To know the love of Christ that passes your brain, that you be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything you have ever asked or even entered your brain. This side of heaven. Anything, 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 anything. You You know what's hindering it? Your imagination and your ability to believe and go, I think. See, I told you about the phone a while ago because some idiot got the bright idea to make a phone that has no cord on it. And someone forgot to tell the poor fool it's impossible. So he did it. Uh, Most of the inventions are being done by young people because they don't have enough intelligence yet to know it's not possible. (laughs) One day you'll grow up. And they're going, I hope not. I'm still amazed at some kid making Facebook. Because I don't even understand that. I don't want to. I have other things. Are y'all getting this? Yes. All right. All right. Now listen. To this. I'm, I'm just now getting started. Strengthen with mighty power through his spirit inside of you. What about electricity? Have y'all ever, have y'all ever lost electricity in your house during a hurricane? It's kind of like, what just happened? Now I got to tell a story. Che's not here. Che, if you hear this, please forgive me for telling on you. We had a hurricane and we had everything in the house was run on a generator. Thirty five hundred watts, not all that much. We had the refrigerator, we had lights. What else did we have, baby? Hot water. water. Chay comes in and turns on a hair dryer. <laughs> Boom! We're in the dark again. I mean a bloom. She blew the system right out. And I went, what just happened? Che's going, oops. I said, Che, right now in a hurricane, hair is not a priority. She said, I didn't know this would do it. I said, you just blew my generator out. You just kicked it. Well, I went. she turned it off, I went out and I cranked it back up. Anyway, no, I didn't crank it up. I had to push a button and reset it and all that stuff. But, but, but that's just a little generator. But my house, we're not accustomed to that. But think about this for a minute. When the electric company came into your house, they did not give you a television. All they gave you was power. They did not give you a stove. They did not give you a toaster or a coffee pot. All God gave you is power. Amen. If all you have is one light bulb, that's your business. That's right. So I come over to your house and I go, This is where you live? Yes. One bulb? Yes. <laughs> to each his own. Now, I'm a little more selfish than that. I want the fridge running. I want the freezer running. I want hot water. And I don't want anybody in the kitchen when I'm taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. You yeah. <laughs> <No? laughs> Somebody always you like, Woo, and you're like, ice is coming out and I'm doing a dance, and it ain't the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but I like that power. But God, the, the, the power company, is not determining that I am. Who's determining what you have? You are. There are people on the planet right now that, that they, are, they don't have any electricity at all. I've been in houses, went to Honduras, there ain't nothing in that house. Nope. It's dark, it's black. There's no screens, there's no AC, there's no, there's no stove, there's, that's all they have. And, and, and we come home and go, I wouldn't live that way. If I lived here, see, see, you know why? Because we've seen that, we understand that. This prayer, Paul is trying to get you to realize that God has more than you're experiencing. Now we've even gotten spoiled now. We walk up to the house and look at the computer and ask it. Where's that recipe? And I mean it's just it's funny how we've gotten to where we're starting. And I'm 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 now terrible with GPS because I still have a map someplace in my truck. And I haven't used it. I've just gotten in the habit of going. Um, Lisa and I were up in uh, Cookville the other day, and there's a donut shop up there. And they make fresh, what is the place? What's that place called? Ralph's. And so we just pick up the phone and say, where's Ralph's? Ralph's is 7.2 miles away, and you are on the most direct route. Well, we did do one thing, and Lisa, there was a. We went to a Starbucks. I'm gonna tell this. There was a Starbucks supposed to be closer to the house. What we did not know, it was inside the university, inside of a building, and there was no sign outside. And so the GPS, I went around the block four times. Turn right on Fifth Street. Turn right on Third Street. Turn right. I'm going. Google, I just did that. <laughs> so I found out she don't know everything. So we had to ask a student, where's the Starbucks? Well, it's over there and they're about to close. Anyway, we didn't, so we went to the other one. But, but you know, we, our lives are different. But, I, but listen, shouldn't we be tapping this There is, there's so much God wants to do. This prayer is a prayer for you to ask God, what is it you want to show me now? Not when I die. What is it I could be doing now? Come on, I want to know, I want to know, I want to be strengthened with your mighty power according to your riches and glory right now. How much wealth is there? Do you know what limits you? It's your thinking. Can we go down this route just a minute? When I lived in Tulsa, I had my little Honda Civic with an AM radio. That's a, that was a new car, but, you know, you, when you grow up without a lot of money, It is hard to believe for money. It is. It's just you get a poverty mindset in you. So I'm listening to Fred Price, and he's preaching on prosperity, which God knows I need. Because I'm living, I'm making $20 a day going to Bible school. That's not a lot of money. I don't know whether y'all know that or not. That's before taxes. So it's about eighteen bucks or whatever it is, and so, so I'm I'm poor and I'm listening to this, and then he talks about an elevator. Well, that made me mad. You have an elevator? Let me tell you something, Jack. You want to go downstairs and pray? Get down the steps. (laughs) I don't know who you think you are. Well, what was I doing? I'm pulling on Judas, because I don't care about everybody else. Who am I thinking about? When everybody starts talking about prosperity preachers, they're talking about themselves. They're not, they don't care where the world goes to hell because they're not helping anybody. So I said, that's wrong. And the Lord said, it is? And I said, that's right. That's wrong. did not need an elevator. He said, what should he do with the money? I said, well, he should give to the poor. <laughs> he said, we should be fair. I said, yes. We should divide the money up equally between 7 billion people. Yes. How much do you think you'll get? How much? A penny? One elevator and 7 billion people? A penny? I get it. What are you going to do with your pennies? Nothing. So this isn't working. This isn't going to work. So he says to me, he says, let me ask you a question. Per adventure, Adam hadn't died. How many people be on the earth? My answer was a lot, 7 billion people and people are not on the pill and they're having babies like Jews. How many people would be here? A hundred billion. And then he said to me, and I, and the earth would be without sin. So I would be taking care of all of them in grand stock. I said, that's right. He said, where would the wealth come from? I said, I have no idea. He said, it's in the earth now. Yeah. Yeah. I went, really? He said, there is no such thing as shortage. Amen. Amen. Shortage is man-made. That's right. You know, Kaiva? you know how we know God made it? There's no valve on it. <laughs> <laughs> if man made the spring... They'd cut it off at night. Water shortage. How much water was here during the flood? Where'd it go? It's still here. How many apple trees can you get out of one apple? And then when those apples fall off, how many out of that? How long will that go on? forever. So there's no such thing as shortage. So he said this to me, do you know what your problem is? Which apparently he thought I had a problem. (laughs) He said, you have a lack of faith in me, which meant that I had never, I had never allowed my mind to experience going into being rich And if you do and you're a preacher, someone's gonna ask you how much you paid for your horse food. <laughs> Especially if they gave you their tithe. Mm-hmm. Are y'all out there? Did you go? Yes. See, see, this whole thing about the prosperity, the prosperity cult. Yes. That's all that is is unbelief. Because yeah. there is no such thing as shortage. It's in your soul. Yes. All of your limitations. Are in you. Mm -hmm. So what's this prayer about? Taking the limits off of God. Come on, just think about this for a few minutes. What do you want to do? What's God saying do? Whatever he's telling you to do. He's limited by you. Why is it that T.L. Osborne has won more people to the Lord than all the other preachers on the earth combined? He didn't limit God. What would happen if there was two of them? What would happen if everybody born again acted like T.L.? Do you see why Paul is praying this prayer over this church? Do you understand why I think it's important that we start praying this prayer? God, there's a lot that you wanna do in me and through me that I have never imagined yet, not according to my ability, according to your ability. God is in you. Woo! This thing we call being filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, everybody in America thinks that we're smart. We're not smarter than the French, and we're not smarter than the England, and we're not smarter than the Japanese. The Japanese had a jet before we did. The Germans had a jet before we did. But what they didn't have was Pentecostal women. Our nation is great because of our churches. When people who pray have pressed this nation to the fact that God's glory sits on it. And it's made us fabulously wealthy. Now, you say, well, America's falling apart. Well, maybe you shouldn't fall apart. So if the God could do that for a country, could he do it for one person? Absolutely. (laughs) I know y'all are looking at me like, it's good. How much time we got? We're doing, oh, hold on. I don't like that clock. All right, now I'm going to show you something. Page 14. Listen to this. This is Smith. I think Smith Wigglesworth said this. The most important thing, the one thing that counts is to see that we are filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. Anything less than this is displeasing to God. Not that he's mad at us. It's just that you're not going to be able to. People who are not filled with, to the degree you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're successful. To the degree you're not, you are unsuccessful. That's just simple. It's just simple. And yet people today are writing books and they have no idea that people like Chick-fil-A is a born again praying man. And they're going, what's he doing? What strategy has he got? Well, get on your knees like him and find out. He's getting the glory of God on him. Okay. (laughs) We are commanded by God to be filled with the spirit. And in the measure you fail is how far short you are of the plan of God. The Lord would have us moving from faith to faith and from glory to glory. From fullness to overflowing, it is not good for us to ever be thinking about the past. We should be moving on to a place where we dare believe God. He has declared that after the Holy Spirit's come, we will have power. I believe there is an avalanche of power from God to be apprehended if we would only catch a vision. Paul wrote one time, I will now come to visions and revelations. God put us in a place where he expects us to have the latest revelation, the revelation of the marvelous fact that Christ is in us. And what this really means We can apprehend fully only as we are filled and overflowing with the Spirit of God. Our only safeguard from dropping back into our natural mind from which you can never get anything is to be filled and filled again by the Spirit of God, to be taken on the visions, and revelations on a new line. The reason why I emphasize the importance of the fullness of the Holy Spirit is I want to get you beyond all human plans and thoughts into the fullness of vision, into the full revelation of Jesus Christ. Do you want rest? It's in Jesus. Do you want to be saved from everything the devil's bringing up in you? It's in Jesus. Receive and continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit and be ever revealing all you need all the time in Christ. Now, we're going to have him in us forever. And we're going to go on and on and on and on and on. Okay. Now. Ephesians five seventeen. turn there. I got to go fast. So why is it that we're not seeing more? I'm going to show you. Ephesians 5, 17. Do not, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now stop for a minute. Think about this. Is God sick? Does he have the flu? Does he have a heart attack? Does he have arthritis? Why? He's God. Where does he live? So wouldn't it be cool if we could release that? Yes, it would. But it's foolishness. Beloved, build yourself up on your most holy faith. I don't make no sense. Neither does the A bomb in Facebook. And the GPS makes no sense to me, nor Google. But I still use it. So, see, and the thing is, we've never really understood that we're walking around. (laughs) And and then we go, that's weird. You're weird. That makes no sense to me. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm laying in my bed in Athens, Georgia, before Rama. and everybody has the croup. You know what that is? Yeah. Zach doesn't know what the croup is. Does anybody want to tell Zach what the croup is? <laughs> it, everybody's coughing. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 You could actually get dun, 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 dun. <laughs> cough, 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 cough. <laughs> everybody in the house is coughing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everybody's trying to sleep and everybody is sick. I'm not, I'm spiritual. I'm going to (laughs) pray. What I'm telling you is a true story. I'm laying in the bed. I'm going, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to heal my family. And what he did the next was rude. (laughs) He lifted me up in the air off my bed levitating me. And he brought me over the floor and he dropped me. I said, now excuse me. I was trying to pray. And you threw me, not out in the power, but out of my bed. How rude. He said, shut up. And go downstairs and pray in tongues. I thought, what What kind of wisdom is this? I'm praying for healing. But he was really tough with me. Get up. I don't want to hear it. Go downstairs. So I I lived in an apartment where the bedroom's upstairs, apartment's, you know, living room's downstairs, kitchen downstairs. So I went downstairs, sat on the couch. And you know, I hadn't been saved long, so this whole tongues thing was kind of new to me. In other words, I still had this consciousness that I'm weird. And so I got real... And I noticed that my head kept going, what are you doing? Why are you down here in the cold, on the couch, talking, and we don't know what you're saying? You know, your head will fight you. You know, there's a war that goes on because your head's been in control for a long time now. And now he's mystified. That's such foolishness. And so I finally, and I had a vision. So I went from praying loud, which y'all don't like, to praying quiet, which is what you do when you're full of fear. And I went to, because I knew the neighbors had come down and they were standing on the stairway listening to the sheetrock in the next apartment. And, and I was keeping them awake. And so, I don't want to disturb the people who live in the apartment next. So, I went from praying to. And the Holy Ghost said, I cannot hear you. And I prayed like that for 30 minutes. It was the driest, most awful praying in tongues I've ever done. It was just awful and I'm scared to death to go to bed because he's gonna throw me in the floor again and I can't go upstairs again because I don't know why I'm down how long am I gonna be down here and I know the neighbors are calling the cops and I'm down here at three in the morning and I remember 30 minutes into me praying something inside happened and I, and I don't know, it's kind of like riding a bicycle when the chain's off and then you hook. And all of a sudden, <laughs> and all of a sudden, God inside of me hooks up, and man, we're whoa. And I said, you foul devil from hell. I banged you off my home in Jesus' name. And everything went quiet. And the Lord said, you go to bed now. (laughs) I'm walking around with the guy that raised Lazarus from the dead and split the Red Sea, and I'm laying in bed going, (laughs) (laughs) and I got this motor, I got this jet engine inside of me. (laughs) (laughs) I got a chainsaw. I'm whacking trees. I ain't ain't hacking no no hatchet. Anyway, let me finish reading this. (laughs) that you would be able to understand the length the depth the height to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge that you would be filled with the fullness of God now to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think according to To the power that's working where? Inside you. You have no idea who you are. Now all the men in this church understand this. My motorcycle was never fast enough. I tell you something really made me mad one day. Justin got him a little rice rocket. (laughs) What was that little thing you had? (laughs) He did. We're in a popka down here, and I know that y'all are gonna leave here and talk bad about me, what I'm gonna tell you, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. (laughs) I still love speed. (laughs) Uh, and the fact that Lisa's car outruns my truck, is not good. <laughs> a little hot rod over there and her little Mustang and just walk off and leave me in the dirt. Anyway, so we're sitting in a popkin, and, and, and I got my 63 horsepower Honda VTX. And Justin pulls up, wing, ding, 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 wing, ding, 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 And I go, I'm going, oh, hey, hey, listen, kid. I want to see you in my rear view mirror. And I, and the light changed, and whoa, and whoo. I'm watching him go out of sight, and I'm going, I'm selling this bike. <laughs> I think, I think God. I think there's a I think there's something inside of people. I want some power. I want some power. I mean I want I want this thing to get up and rock and roll. And I and I think God wants your life. He's saying, I want you to get so full of God. You walk like him, you talk like him, you act like him. All he's ever going to do is bring the power to your house, Amen. whether you have a toaster or AC, it's totally up to you, baby. Yeah. But that's what that prayer's for. You start praying those prayers and Ephesians over yourself and going, "God, I want to be filled with the Spirit according to your riches and glory." Amen. Now here's the skinny: you're going to go from glory to glory. I don't have time to get in this night, but but let me tell you why it it. it what happens? Have you ever had, you ever do something in your house and you kicked a breaker? Yes. All right, I'm gonna say this. This is all I'm gonna to say tonight. Strife will kick the breaker. Yes. Yes. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, oh, that's power. That's powerful. That's, he's either crazy or he told the truth. If you say to this mountain, be removed, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe what you say, you'll have what you say. And, but if you have ought anything against anybody, you're in the dark. You don't call a power company. The, you kick the breaker, baby. Well, if you're sitting in the dark and the lights ain't working... And the phone and, and, and the TV ain't working. Don't call Florida Power. Just don't even bother with them. You go outside and you find the breaker and then you find out who kicked this. And I'm gonna tell you, when we're gonna get into A nasty little tongue of yours kicked it. Gossip, strife, division. Yes. Y'all ready? Cause we got time. I'm going to do this whether you like or not. James three, go to James three and I'll close. Is this okay? Because this is, why do you think the devil is constantly after you? Get you to throw the breaker baby. If you just learn just to keep your little mouth shut and bless people when they're uh, ugly to you and quit talking about people behind their back, okay. Lisa and I, and I'm going to, we, we had a time in our life where we had disagreements. Well, that's a lie. We, we got in arguments. And I know no one here has ever done that. But anyway, just Lisa and I. And one day I looked at Lisa and I said, honey, I am tired of being sick and broke. Yeah. And she said, Me too. I said, Let's pull up the white flag and let's make a vow we will not fight anymore. And she said, Okay. That was back in the cabin. Everybody was sick, broke. It was a mess. We were causing it. We're walking around with God in us and our prayers aren't working. Now, we've had a couple times where we've kind of raised our voice a little. And we look, at, we look at each other and go, are we talking? We're talking. We're talking. We're talking. And we've done it. Why? Because I got tired of being sick and broke. If you get tired of being sick and broke, you'll quit fighting too. Verse 14. James three fourteen, If there's bitter envy self-seeking in your heart. Do not boast against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above. It's earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, there's confusion, and every evil thing is there. You may have a house full of demons, and you're walking around with the glory of God in you. So I didn't get into the rest of this, but he talks about being filled with the love of God. You, 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 you get in there and you worship God, pray in the Holy Ghost, worship God, get full of God. Because you're Christian. You were never supposed to live this life. He wants to live it through you. Christianity is impossible without him. So your relationship with God is the secret to the power. You're in there worshiping God and your wife comes in there and says something to you. You go, oh, baby, I love you but you get up and you're not seeking God and she can say something and you say, oh, shut up. <laughs> you all see that? Yes. That's why he wants you full, full of God. Yes. Is this good? Yes. Thank you. Because we're, uh, we're four and a half minutes overtime. Now, I, Mark Hankins made a statement. He says, you need to pray these prayers every day for uh, six months. Now, I pray them all the time, but I will tell you, I haven't prayed them every day. But we should. I'm starting to pray I'm a lot more over myself, over my family, over y'all, over this church. Because I realize that in order for you to make it, everything's a failure outside of you being filled with the Spirit. Yes. Amen. But everything's successful, just being full of the Spirit of God. Amen. You don't even have to be smart. That's good, isn't it, Crystal? So anyway, I think I'll pray with Crystal. Is that all right with you? Crystal said we can close now. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we've had a good time in here tonight. Talking about chainsaws and everything else. But it's true. Every good thing that's ever happened in my life has been because of my time with you and being filled with the Spirit. Every good thing. And the more full I am and the more of you I have flowing through me, it just seems to me like everything works better. And the times that I have stepped away from that are ignored it. Things didn't go so good. Father, what a powerful truth. I pray tonight we walk out of here and go, that's simple. Now we've got to do this. And we do. There's nothing impossible with us. Absolutely nothing. You live in us. You said in the word in Colossians, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of the glory of God. Father, help every one of us tonight. And I pray this prayer that every one of us in this room would be filled with the Holy Ghost, be filled with the fullness of Almighty God. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, teach us, show us how to do this, how to work this out. And Father, we're going to make mistakes, but thank you for the blood. We'll just get up and we'll press forward. And we thank you, sir, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.